Shalom Aleichem. Peace be upon you. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Today we are looking at this week's Torah portion, which happens to be called Vayikra, and it starts the book of Levit- Leviticus. And uh, we'll be reading the first five chapters of the book of Leviticus today. Let me read you the portion summary real quick from TorahPortions.org. Here's what it says. The title, Leviticus, is derived from the Greek Septuagint version of the Torah. The book of Leviticus is predominantly concerned with Levitical rituals. An older Hebrew name for the book was the Laws of the Priesthood, but in Judaism today is referred to by the name Vayikra, which means, and he called. Vayikra is the first Hebrew word of the book, which begins by saying, and the Lord called Vayikra, to Moses and spoke to him from inside the tent of meetings. Leviticus describes the sacrificial services and the duties of the priest. It also introduces ritual purity, the biblical diet, the calendar of appointed times, the laws of holiness, the laws of relating to redemption, vows, and tithes. In addition, Leviticus discourses an ethical instruction and holiness. It discloses on ethical instruction and holiness. The 24th reading from the Torah is anonymous with the Hebrew name of the book it introduces. So, Vayikra, this portion introduces the sacrificial services and describes five different types of sacrifices. Now, it's important to always remember, especially you know, in this day and age. The reason we study this stuff is because it all points to Messiah. It all points to Jesus. Like, all of it. Jesus said all the books and the prophets were about him. And a lot of these things that the Israelites are doing is a foreshadow of what Christ would do himself. But in a little world in a more literal sense, whereas the Israelites are doing it kind of as a ritual, as a foreshadow of that. So we're going to read the first chapter here, uh, which is only 17 verses, and then I'm going to read you some commentary from Matthew Henry where he makes eight significant points about each of these kinds of sacrifices and how they point to Jesus. Because it's very, very important to get that. Uh, and then we'll read the rest of it. And like it, uh, like the description says, it's mostly just dealing, uh, these first five chapters are mostly just dealing with uh, off uh, laws as they relate to the sacrifices. So you've got the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, the offering of well-being, sin offerings, and then offerings with restitution. All right. I'm going to read from the King James Bible this morning. With that backdrop, let's begin. Leviticus chapter 1, verse 1. And the Lord called unto Moses, and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, If any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord, you shall bring your offering of the cattle, even of the herd, and of the flock. If his offering is to be a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own voluntary will, 
at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. Real quick, please note one important distinction that's important to notice about this offering is it is to be of his own free will. So let's remember that as we continue on. And he shall put his hands upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. And he shall kill the bullock before the Lord. And the priest Aaron's son shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar. That is by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall flay the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. And the son of Aaron the priest shall put fire upon the altar and lay the wood in order upon the fire. And the priest Aaron's son shall lay the parts, the head and the fat, in the order of the wood that is on the fire which is upon the altar. But his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water, and the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of sweet savour unto the Lord. And if his offerings be of flocks, namely of sheep, or of goats for a burnt sacrifice, he shall bring it a male without blemish. And he shall kill it on the side of the altar northward before the Lord and the priest. Aaron's son shall sprinkle his blood round about upon the altar. And he shall cut it into pieces with his head and with his fat. And when the priest shall lay them in the order on the wood that is on the fire which is upon the altar. But he shall wash the inwards and the legs with water. And the priest shall bring it all and burn it up on the altar. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of sweet Savior unto the Lord. And if the burnt sacrifice for his offering to the Lord be of fowls, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves or of young pigeons. And the priest shall bring it into the altar and wring off its head and burn it on the altar. And the blood thereof shall be wrung out at the side of the altar. And he shall pluck away his coop with his feathers his crop with his feathers, and cast it beside the altar on the east part by the place of the ashes. And he shall cleave it with its wings thereof, but shall not divide it asunder. And the priest shall burn it upon the altar, upon the wood that is upon the fire. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, of sweet Savior unto the Lord. So that is chapter 1. Let me read this commentary real quick to you from Matthew Henry, just to give us some perspective on what all this means for us today. So here's what he has to say in his commentary. In the due performance of the Levitical ordinances, the mysteries of the spiritual world are represented by corresponding natural objects. The future events are exhibited in these rites. Without this, the whole will seem unmeaning ceremonies. There is in these a type of sufferings of the Son of God, who was to be a sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. The burning body of the animal was but a faint representation of that everlasting misery, which we have all deserved, and which our blessed Lord bore in his body and in his soul, and when he died under the loads of our iniquities. Observe this. Number one. The beast to be offered must be without blemish. This signified that the strength and purity that were in Christ and the holy life that should be in his people. Number two, the owner must offer it of his own free will. What is done in religion 
so as to please God must be done by love. Christ willingly offered himself before us. Number three, it must be offered at the door of the tabernacle, where the brazen altar of burnt offering stood, which sanctified the gift. He must offer it at the door as one unworthy to enter, and acknowledging that a sinner can have no communion with God but by sacrifice. The offer, number four, the offerer must put his hand upon the head of his offering, signifying thereby his desire and hope that it might be accepted from him to make atonement for him. Number five, the sacrifice was to be killed before the Lord in an orderly manner and to honor God. It signified also that Christians, the flesh must be crucified with its corrupt affection and lust. Number six, the priests were to sprinkle the blood upon the altar for the blood being the life. That was it was made an atonement. This signified the pacifying and purifying of our consciences by the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ upon them by faith. Number seven, the beast was to be divided into several pieces and then to be burnt upon the offering. The burning of the sacrifice signifies the sharp sufferings of Christ and the devout affection with which... As a holy fire, Christians must offer themselves, their whole spirit, soul, and body to God. And number eight. This is said to be an offering of a sweet Savior, as an act of obedience to the divine command and a type of Christ. This was well-pleasing to God, and the spiritual sacrifices of Christians are acceptable to God through Christ. So there's the commentary from Matthew Henry I wanted you to hear this morning. Hopefully uh, that resonated with you. We've got a couple more chapters to read here and then we'll be done. Um, probably no more commentary from me this morning. We're just going to read chapters 2, 3, 4, and 5. Let us begin. Chapter 2. And when any will offer a meat offering unto the Lord, his offering shall be a fine flour, and he shall pour oil upon it. And put frankincense thereon. And he shall bring it to Aaron's sons, the priest. And shall take thereof his handful of flour thereof, and the oil thereof, and all the frankincense thereof. And the priest shall burn the memorial of it upon the altar, to be an offering made by fire of a sweet Savior unto the Lord. And the remnant of the meat offering shall be Aaron's and his sons, and it shall, and it's a thing most holy of the offerings of the Lord made by fire. And if thou bring an oblation of a meat offering, bacon in the oven, it shall be unleavened cakes with fine flour, mingled with oil, or unleavened, unleavened wafers anointed with oil. And if thy oblation be a meat offering, bacon in a pan, it shall be a fine flour, unleavened, mingled with oil. Thou shalt part it in pieces and pour oil thereon. It is a meat offering. And if thy oblation be a meat offering, bacon in the frying pan, it shall be made of fine flour with oil. And I shall bring the meat offering that is made of these things unto the Lord. And when it is presented unto the priest, he shall bring it unto the altar. And the priest shall take from the meat offering a memorial thereof, and shall burn it upon the altar. It is an offering made by fire, a sweet savor unto the Lord. And that which is left of the meat offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It is a thing most holy of the offerings of the Lord made by fire. No meat offering which you shall bring unto the Lord shall be made with leaven. 
for he shall burn no leaven nor any honey in any offering of the Lord made by fire. As for the oblation of the firstfruits, you shall offer them unto the Lord, but they shall not be burnt on the altar for a sweet savor. And every oblation by, by, of thy meat offering shall thou season with salt. Neither salt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thy offering thou shalt offer salt. And if thou offer a meat offering of thy first fruits unto the Lord, thou shalt, thou shalt offer the meat offering of thy first fruit, green ears of corn dried by the fire, even corn beaten of full ears. And thou shalt put oil upon it, and lay frankincense thereon. It is a meat offering, and the priest shall burn a memorial of it, part of the beaten corn thereof, and part of the oil thereof, with all frankincense thereof. It is an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Chapter 3 And if his oblation be a sacrifice of peace offerings, it is a, if he offer it of the herd, whether it be male or female, he shall offer it without blemish before the Lord. And he shall lay his hands upon the head of the offering and kill it at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron's sons, the priest, shall sprinkle the blood upon the altar round about. He shall offer the sacrifices of peace offerings, an offering made by fire unto the Lord, the fat that covers the inwards, and all the fat that is upon the inwards, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is by the flanks, and the cow above the liver with the kidneys, it shall he take away. And Aaron's son shall burn it on the altar upon the burnt sacrifice which is upon the wood that is on the fire. It is an offering made by fire of sweet savor unto the Lord. And if his offering for a sacrifice of a peace offering unto the Lord be of the flock, male or female, he shall offer it without blemish. If he offer a lamb for his offering, then shall he offer it before the Lord, and shall lay his hand upon the head of his offering and kill it before the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron's son shall sprinkle the blood thereof round about upon the altar. And he shall offer the sacrifice of the peace offering, an offering made by fire unto the Lord, the fat thereof, and the whole rump. It shall he take off hard by the backbone, and the fat that covereth the inwards, and all the fat that is upon the inwards, and the two kidneys of the fat that is upon them, which is by the flanks, and the coal above the liver with the kidneys, it shall he take away. And the priest shall burn it upon the altar, it is a food of the offering made by fire unto the Lord. And if his offering be a goat, then he shall offer it before the Lord. And he shall lay his hands upon the head of it, and kill it before the tabernacle of the congregation. And the sons of Aaron will sprinkle the blood thereof upon the altar round about. And he shall offer thereof his offering, even an offering made by fire unto the Lord, that the fat that covereth the inwards, and all the fat that is upon the inwards, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is upon them, which is by the flanks, and the coal above the liver, with the kidneys, it shall he take away. And the priest shall burn them upon the altar. It is the food of the offering made by fire for a sweet savor, all the fat that is the Lord's. It shall be a perpetual statute for your generations throughout all your dwellings, that you eat neither fat nor blood. Please note, this statute to not eat the blood, that is not just a, Moses, a mosaic law concept that carries on into Christianity. Uh, we'll see that when we get to Acts chapter 15. 
the Christians are commanded to observe a handful of things, uh, avoid sexual immorality, things sacrificed to idols, and don't eat the blood. So that is a continued commandment that we are to observe even now, not to eat the blood, according to the book of Acts. All right, chapter 4. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done, and shall do against any of them, if the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring for his sin, which he hath sinned, a young bullock without blemish, unto the Lord for a sin offering. Again, please note, sin has to be paid, and there's a consequence. Even sins of ignorance, meaning you didn't realize it was a sin or you did it by accident, the consequences are the same. We still need atonement, which we get through our Savior, but the point is, is here in, the, here in Leviticus, the children of Israel are saying, even if, you, even if you sin by accident, even if you sin out of ignorance, you still got to bring a, a, a beast without any blemish as a sin offering to the Lord. Verse 4, And he shall bring the bullock unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord, and shall lay his hand upon the bullock's head, and kill the bullock before the Lord. And the priest that is anointed shall take of the bullock's blood and bring it to the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall dip his fingers in the blood and sprinkle of the blood seven times before the Lord before the veil of the sanctuary. And the priest shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar, sweet incense before the Lord, which is in the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall pour all the blood of the bullock at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall take off from it all the fat of the bullock for the sin offering, the fat that covereth the inwards, and all the fat that is upon the inwards, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is upon them, which is by the flanks, and the collar of the liver, with the kidneys, it shall he take away. As it was taken away from the bullock of the sacrifice of the peace offerings, and the priest shall burn them upon the altar of the burnt offering. And the skin of the bullock, and all his flesh, with his head, and with his legs, and his inwards, and his dung. Even the whole bullock shall he carry forth without the camp, unto a clean place, where the ashes are poured out, and burn him on the wood with the fire, where the ashes are poured out, shall he be burnt. And if the whole congregation of Israel sin through ignorance, and the thing be hid from the eyes of the assembly, and they have done somewhat against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which should not be done and are guilty. When the sin which they have sinned against is known, then the congregation shall offer a young bullock for the sin and bring him before the tabernacle of the congregation. And the elders of the congregation shall lay their hands upon the head of the bullock before the Lord, and the bullock shall be killed before the Lord. And the priest that is anointed shall bring the bullock's blood to the tabernacle of the congregation. The priest shall dip his fingers in some of the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord, even before the veil. And he shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar which is before the Lord, that is in the tabernacle of the congregation, 
and shall pour out all the blood at the bottom of the altar and the burnt offering which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall take all this fat from him and burn it upon the altar. And he shall do with the bullock as he did with the bullock for a sin offering, so he shall do with this. And the priest shall make an atonement for them, and it shall be forgiven them. And he shall carry forth the bullock without the camp, and, and burn him as he burned the first bullock. It is a sin offering of the congregation. When a ruler hath sinned and done somewhat through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord, his God concerning things which should not be done, and is guilty. Or if his sin wherein he hath sinned come to his knowledge, he shall bring his offering a kid of goats, a male without blemish. He shall lay his hand upon the head of the goat, and kill it in the place where they kill the burnt offering before the Lord. It is a sin offering. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering with his finger, and put it on the horns of the altar, the burnt offering, and shall pour out his blood at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering. And he shall burn it, all his fat upon the altar, as the fat of the sacrifice of the peace offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for him as concerning his sin, and it shall be forgiven him. If any one of the common people sin through ignorance, while he doeth somewhat against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which he ought not to be done, and be guilty, or if his sin which he hath sinned come to his knowledge, then he shall bring his offering, a kid of goats, a female without blemish, for his sin which he hath sinned. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the sin offering, and slay the sin offering in the place of the burnt offering. And if the priest shall take of the blood thereof with his finger, and put it upon the horns of the altar, burnt offering shall he pour out the blood thereof at the bottom of the altar. And he shall take away all the fat thereof, and the fat that is taken away off the sacrifice of the peace offerings. And the priest shall burn it on the altar for a sweet savor unto the Lord. And the priest shall make an atonement for him, and he shall be forgiven him. And if he bring a lamb for a sin offering, he shall bring it a female without blemish. And he shall lay his head upon the head of the sin offering, and slay it for the sin offering of the place where they kill the burnt offering. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering with his finger, and put it upon the horns of the altar of the burnt offering, and shall pour out all the blood thereof at the bottom of the altar. And he shall take away all the fat thereof, as the fat of the lamb is taken away from the sacrifice of the peace offerings. And the priest shall burn them upon the altar according to the offerings made by fire unto the Lord. And the priest shall make an atonement for his sin that he hath committed, and it shall be forgiven him. Chapter 5 And if a soul sin, and hear the voice of swearing, and is a witness whether he hath seen or known of it, if he does not utter it, then he shall bear his iniquity. Or, if a soul touch any unclean thing, whether it be a carcass of an unclean beast, or a carcass of an unclean cattle, or a carcass of an unclean creeping thing, and if it be hidden from him, he also shall be unclean and guilty. Or if he touch the uncleanliness of a man, whatsoever uncleanliness that he, a man shall be defiled withal, and it shall be hid from him, when he knoweth of it, then he shall be guilty. Or if a soul swear, pronouncing with his lips to do evil, or to do good, whatever it be, that a man shall pronounce with an oath, and it be hid from him, when he knoweth of it, he shall be guilty in one of these. And it shall be, when he shall be guilty in one of these things, that he shall confess that he hath sinned in that thing. Please note, it's obviously important to God that when sin is committed that you acknowledge your offense 
and confess it, right? Because that's that's throughout all the, it's in the Torah, it's in the Tanakh, it's in all the, the epistles. Confess your sin, right? Repent and confess, and he's faithful to forgive. Verse 6, And it shall bring his trespass offering unto the Lord for his sin, which he hath sinned a female from the flock, or a lamb or a kid of goats for a sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his sin. And if he not be able to bring a lamb, then he shall bring for his trespass, which he hath committed two turtle doves or two young pigeons unto the Lord, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. And if she, he shall bring them to the priest who shall offer that which is for the sin offering first, and wring off its head from its neck, but shall not divide it asunder, and shall sprinkle the blood of the sin offering upon the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood shall be wrung out at the bottom of the altar, it is a sin offering. And he shall offer the second for a burnt offering according to the manner the priest shall make an atonement for him for his sins with which he has sinned, and it shall be forgiven him. But if he not be able to bring the two turtle doves or the two young pigeons, then he that is sin shall bring of his offering a tenth part of an ephah of fine flour for a sin offering. He shall put no oil, no oil upon it, neither shall he put any frankincense thereon, for it is a sin offering. Then shall, the, then shall he be able to bring it to the priest. The priest shall take his handful of it, even a memorial thereof, and burn it on the altar according to the offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him as touching his sin that he hath sinned in one of these, and it shall be forgiven him. And the remnant shall be the priest as a meat offering. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, If a soul commit a trespass of sin through ignorance in the holy things of the Lord, then he shall bring for his trespasses unto the Lord a ram without blemish out of the flocks, with thy estimation by shekels of silver, after a shekel of the sanctuary for a trespass offering. And he shall make amends for the harm that he hath done in the holy thing, and shall add a fifth part thereof to give unto the priest, and to the priest shall make an atonement for him with a ram of trespassing. It shall be forgiven him. And if a soul sin and commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of the Lord, though it wist it not, yet he is still guilty and shall bear his iniquity. And he shall bring a ram without blemish of the flock, with an estimation for the trespass offering unto the priest, and the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his ignorance, wherein he erred and wist it not, and it shall be forgiven him. It is a trespass offering. He hath certainly trespassed against the Lord. And that, my friends, is the end of our Torah portion for this morning. I pray that you've been blessed, encouraged, that your eyes have been opened maybe to something new, and that this has caused you to draw closer to Him. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks for your support. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.